This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, we made it. It's Friday. Thank goodness the weekend is here. And now is the time for your questions, if not your prayers, to be answered. If you have questions on any subject, now is the time to go ahead and dial 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Make them good. Make them interesting. Make them thought-provoking. Give us a call. We will give a prize to whomever comes up with the best question. I must say, I am totally dumbfounded at how Melissa DeRosa, the former secretary to the governor, someone who was and is Andrew Cuomo's right-hand woman, how she was able to get a book deal. I hope they didn't pay her very much money. I don't care if they did. But usually when you get one of these book deals, they expect you to do a tell-all and say something new. As best I can tell, and as all of the media coverage in Melissa DeRosa's book suggests, all she's doing doing is defending Andrew Cuomo and bashing everyone else that piled on Andrew Cuomo. She piles on Biden. She bashes Letitia James. She goes after Kathy Hochul. She goes after everybody that had a bad word to say about Andrew Cuomo, which is pretty much everybody. And she is getting the most attention so far for this story she tells in the book about the New York Times reporter Jesse McKinley apparently inviting her over to his backyard and she had two glasses of wine and he drank the whole rest of the bottle and he asked her what color her eyes were and then held on to her arm for a few seconds too long. I'd love to know how this is relevant to anything. Other than a salacious story where you're trying to destroy a man's reputation, what does this have to do with anything? The New York Times did a whole investigation and you know the New York Times is not necessarily known for being the opposite of woke. They did a whole investigation. They found her client completely unsubstantiated, but even if what she's saying is true, how does that take away from any of the terrific reporting that Jesse McKinley did on the Cuomo administration? It doesn't. And that's why she's not challenging the facts of any of his articles or the sources in any of his articles. She's trying to attack him personally. This is a book that I am not going to waste my time reading. I am curious who they think the audience is for this. Is it Cuomo lovers, Cuomo haters, people that are interested in New York politics? I don't know. And I am curious how this works out. Beam me up! To be continued. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Yesterday, in the 6 o'clock hour, my friend Sid Rosenberg was kind enough to invite me to come on and we got into a somewhat heated disagreement on of all things tony danza i mean can you think of someone or some topic more controversial here is a little bit of our conversation then i show up a couple years ago with uh steven van zandt i'm gonna drop some names and uh jimmy orsini at the radio city music hall to see sebastian maniscalco now tony and sebastian are butt buddies you know that and i see tony and I walk over, and he could not have been a bigger dick. And I don't, really? I'm not okay with it. Yes. I didn't know that. Well, Because I'm you sorry probably to hear met that. him once. Look, no, Arthur no, Idala, and he was nice to you, so you think you'll not, like him. Nothing to do with Arthur Idala. But um, I'm a fan of his work. I always thought he was a great guy. And uh, fan of his the, work. The, whenever yeah, yeah, whenever the boss met, wasn't exactly gone with the wind. I mean, Jesus. Well, I'm not saying it was, but uh, first of all, Taxi is great. Yes, he's um, not even in the top five in Taxi. You think of Tony Danza? It's an ensemble cast. It's, uh-huh. You know, it's Judd Hurst. Right, thank you for joining Judd us today, Roy. Frank. We'll uh, tune in tomorrow morning at 1 a.m. <laughs> Frank Morano, folks, other side of midnight. My God, what is what is the matter with you? I didn't know that I was coming on to debate Tony Danza's there's no legacy. De- there's no as debate. As a, as Trust a, me, anybody who is anybody in this city knows that Tony Danza is a phony. I completely disagree with you. I am standing well, with Tony Danza. Him. You don't know I, I him. I don't know him. I don't know him. So but, that's uh, a, well, I, I know him. Uh, He's a phony. Uh, I know him. Unlike uh, well, Bert Young, who I don't really know. I've got one picture. I do know Tony. He's a phony. I have to say, as I've had almost a full day to reflect back on our conversation, I am even more steadfast in being a supporter of Tony Danza. Not only is he a great actor, not only was he a great talk show host, but he's a great singer. And in my experiences with him, he's a great guy and a very charitable guy. In fact, we're going to be at an event uh, together next week, and I stand behind Tony Danza. As I said on X, formerly known as Twitter, yesterday, if you want to show your support for Tony Danza, you can retweet my tweet in which I share the fact that I am happily standing with Tony Danza. Beam me up! To be continued. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. 
City Councilman Charles Barron is a real piece of work. I have to tell you, I am not going to miss this man when he is leaving. When he leaves the city council in January, he was defeated for re-election in the Democratic primary, and that will put an end to roughly 22 years of either Charles Barron or his wife in this Brooklyn city council seat. Here was a little bit of Charles Barron on the floor of the city council yesterday. 1,500 Palestinians killed, 509 children, heard nothing from any of you. A Palestinian baby's life is just as viable as an Israeli baby of life. So I say free Palestine, and you watch. This is going to turn around when people Thank find you, the truth. Thank you, council member. What you didn't hear there is Charles Barron went out of his way to blame Israel for these Hamas terrorist attacks, which is completely inappropriate and illogical. I have to tell you, I think Barron's comments are way out of line. I think it's fine if you want to show some concern for the Palestinian civilians, especially the innocent women and children that had nothing to do with the Hamas attack. I think that's fine. I think that's great. But for you to actually blame Israel for Hamas murdering innocent people, including children, and taking people hostage, including elderly people. I mean, that's just shameful, ridiculous, inaccurate, and just shows how bigoted you are. This is someone I am happy to see go. Good riddance, Charles Barron. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I'm always reluctant to adopt new regulations for new regulations' sake. But one of the things that I've become quite concerned about is young people utilizing social media and the negative effect that it's had on so many different aspects of not only their social development, but their psyche. And according to the U.S. Surgeon General, children and adolescents who spend more than three hours a day on social media face double the risk of mental health problems, including depression and anxiety, than those children and teens who don't. Well, now, State Senator Andrew Guinardis, Democrat from Brooklyn, has proposed a bill that would regulate social media use for teens and children. And I think there might be some merit to this. Uh, I'm a parent of two young children, and even though they are not of social media age yet, I am terrified by what the data shows out there about the impact of social media on the mental health of young people. And if we don't take action now, it's only going to get worse by the time my children um, are are able to be online and on the Internet. So the urgency is right now uh, to really put in place some really smart, reasonable safeguards um, for kids on social media. So basically, we're saying that for anyone under the age of 18, social media companies could not by default use predictive algorithms to, to feed new content to those users absent parental consent uh, because this is not content that people sign up to see in the first place. I have to tell you, I don't think anything that Gwinardis said there is unreasonable. 95% of teenagers use social media, and a new survey shows that teens spend an average of three and a half hours a day on social media. I think what Gwinardis 
is proposing not having the algorithm feed whatever they think they want them to see without parental consent is common sense. There is a corporate assault on our children going on right now, and these social media companies are some of the prime assaulters. I like the sound of this bill, and I want to hear more about it. Beam me up! To be continued.